Hey, welcome to Kanuni Kese. I'm thrilled to welcome Mrs. Anindita Sen Walia to our podcast. After completing her graduation in political science from the prestigious Presidency College, she completed her masters in politics and public administration from the University of Pune and stood second in the merit list. Since then, she has been conducting lectures on the Indian Constitution, Indian polity and public administration for UPSC aspirants at various elite coaching institutions in Pune. She is the external expert of political science on Board of Studies at the School of Indian Civil Services, is a visiting faculty for the Competitive Examination Centre of University of Pune and also regularly conducts mock interviews for UPSC aspirants. She is also the Project Director of CLAT at Knowledge Park Trust Pune. But how do I know her? I remember her as one of the fittest persons to have taught me. Her first teaching gig was at my law college and whatever I know about Hobbes, Locke and Rousseau, it started with her lectures. She has a keen understanding of her core subject which is Indian polity but she's also brilliant at cooking, dancing, karate, badminton and much more. In this episode, we have a frank and friendly chat about her professional life with the hope that it will help you in your professional journey. We also hope to keep the sarcasm to the bare minimum because acerbity is one of the things that we bonded on. So this episode is for all of you, but if you are preparing for the civil services, then you will find particular value from this episode. So without much ado, let's welcome Oni ma'am. Namaskar. मेरा नाम है अभास। I'm a practicing advocate, and this podcast is a knowledge sharing initiative of my chambers to reach out to the next generation of students, lawyers, policymakers, and leaders who are interested in understanding the law. यहाँ आपको मिलेंगे कुछ कानूनी किस्से, कहानियाँ, व्याख्यान, and some food for thought. So without further ado, सफर शुरू करते हैं. Welcome to the podcast, ma'am. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, the first thing that we do is we ask for the origin stories of the superhero guests that we feature on the podcast ma'am so could you take us a little bit uh, in your childhood journey where you from and what childhood was like uh well i am anandita sen by birth i come from calcutta i have a very interesting and a lovely childhood i've had lovely parents and a big big family so we are like a typical central calcutta located family uh with lot of north bengal you know north calcutta typical traditions in the family lot of pujas happening and lot of lot of fun it's been because you know like you are in a joint family coming from uh so the why i said it is interesting is i was born in a typical hindu kshatriya family studied in a christian school uh molded and you know picked up values from all types of people around so and in my family we've been my my elders my uh, parents my grandparents have been very liberal so we've had a lot of intercaste marriages in the family and it's always been you know interesting and fun to grow up in such a culturally cosmopolitan family so um- it was a joint family as you said ma'am so family mein kon kon tha like you had your parents and uh, grandparents also yes, and my grandparents i had my uh, uncle my father's elder brother his family uh, my family then uh, my chacha's family so we were like a family of at least 15 20 people in the house in at least the initial years later of course with time we 
happen to have separated, but then the connection and the bonding has always been very strong. So, how many siblings were you? I had a brother. I had a brother, and uh, I unfortunately have lost him in two thousand ten. Uh, so, right now I'm the only one. So, I'm growing up. Uh, what stream attracted you? Because we have to decide. by 10 standard that this is particularly the direction that i am going to so did you have any yeah. professional so field I, in mind I and was, any stream i was always interested in teaching i was always interested in teaching i mean like a very typical of a young girl who act like a teacher like a class teacher having a rule book in your hand and calling out names and taking the attendance that that is how we used to play at home you know with the other uh, cousins and all Right. So I don't know. Teaching always attracted me as a profession, as of the stream, you may say. I think till the tenth, I was quite interested in subjects like geography, economics, uh, civics. Hence, I very happily chose humanities as my stream. And was there any pushback? Because if you are a fairly decent student in India, there's a push that you know automatically yeah, by grade. Never. I guess my parents were. very okay with my decision whatever i decided they were like completely okay with it uh there were never academic pressure that you know you have to do this or you have to get into this field uh my father maybe had dreamt of me becoming a civil servant which i really was not very much interested into but then later when he got to know that i do train them and i do teach them i guess that gave him a lot of happiness It's it's happiness through proxy. You are not becoming an IAS officer, but you are making others. My perhaps creating a <laughs> um, lot more, many more. Yes. So, ma'am, uh, take us through the journey of college. Then, ma'am, uh, you a girl who is interested in teaching only as a concept, not knowing much about teaching per se. Not much. Very true. So, I happen to be very lucky to have got to Presidency College, Calcutta, which, which is one of the most reputed colleges in. Yes, the city. So, President's University happened to belong to a department where uh, people like Netaji Subhash Chandra Bose and all have studied. So, it's it's been an honor, pleasure, learning from people who were excellent or extraordinary. I'm like no one to even, you know, mention such adjectives for them, but such knowledge powerhouse they were. So, I guess. my three year journey in presidency college was a journey of learning coming across even more different types of people and uh, getting a little closer to politics like active college politics wherein i had contested the election in the first year and happened to become the cr like the class representative uh, so yes i guess it's been very very interesting and overwhelming to have studied in presidency college and i'll i'll come to your journey later on ma'am but uh, i wanted your opinion on this the city that you come from is uh, quite politically charged but the city where we interacted we were actually forbidden for various reasons in the past whatever had happened there were no genuine elections at the student body meetings so uh, do you prefer to have some kind of student politics or do you think it can be avoided which one which way do you lean if you ask me uh, when i entered presidency college and presidency college is known for active politics students politics very active 
so that was my first time i was coming across students and uh, seniors who were so much into it it's hmm. like ground level politics right grassroots not of what we read in the uh, newspaper and just you know make an opinion out of things but then here we were talking of politics in college among seniors among students and the do's and don'ts of it so my experience was if guided properly done democratically and uh, avoiding nuisance to whatever extent it must be encouraged because perhaps that is the time when you become a little more uh, responsible as a citizen to begin with because perhaps you know by the time you're 18 you enter college so you would be the first time voter also so you start sensing what is to be done what is your responsibility and duty towards perhaps the college at that point of time and later towards the nation so yes because unfortunately in our system of schooling we do not practically train kids into the idea of thinking about how a democracy runs all that they know is voting election that's it but then the sense of responsibility as a citizen comes in much later and perhaps college politics to a certain extent yes helps you develop an idea about this whole process so on first year you contested and became a cr and yes. second and third year were you still involved in student politics uh not really not really i guess uh, our course curriculum became a little too heavy for us you know to be involved politically too much at least for me because honestly i was not much interested but my seniors were like you know just give it a try why not helps i mean i wouldn't say that i was the one who approached to contest but i was told and i thought that why not give it a try and i think i did a fairly good job under the guidance of my seniors you made a very good point ma'am the 17 to 21 year period is a very very formative period of anyone's life journey you form your world views and if it can be an informed world view uh, you will become a better student perhaps for your institution and later on a better citizen for the country so ma'am were you Absolutely. academically uh, inclined academics theek chal rahe the ma'am presidency college mein bahut acche se chal rahe the i as i said you know we had the best of teachers there was so much of no google ha huh? no google no internet time of information where you sit in the library sit with six books 10 books and read and study you know and and your teachers were like google you know you ask them and they know it come on you are that's the advantage of going for college like presidency okay i mean they are so well informed they are so well read they'll enrich you with their experience their knowledge every time i don't think we missed google then i mean come to think of it the way we 90s ke chat gpt the nahi wo wo apne aap mein bahut khaas the i mean true i i remember they were aged they were like all above 55 60 year old right. but come on their knowledge was outstanding i mean plus presidency college and calcutta in in general also is known for producing academically inclined people yeah i would say everybody enjoys reading everybody right. uh gives due respect to the idea of gaining and imparting knowledge positive cliche 
yeah so so perhaps that is the reason you know you could pick up a discussion with any random person maybe in the corner of a street you would have something or the other to talk about right other than uh, you know discussing trivial things i mean he would uh, have something to say about politics and he would definitely make enough sense than perhaps by people in any other part of the country this much i can say yeah famous tea stalls of kolkata uh, so ma'am after graduation uh, where did life take you so after graduation i was interested to step out because i mean you could say that was like a peer pressure also like everybody is going out of the city to study something or do something and here i came across this course offered by pune university that was masters in politics and public administration and i was like quite attracted i again found a very good set of professors uh, who were very renowned set of professors at the department so i was attracted and hence i applied i got through and then um, like from 2003 till 2005 i was doing my masters in pune and uh, again i had excellent set of professors dr suhash pashikar dr shantishri pandit she is the vice chancellor at jnu right now so under such able and highly qualified individuals again so my academic journey and my inclination towards academics were all because of these excellent set of professors i perhaps came across ma'am would you have anything to say about the academic rigor because some people say that academic rigor in places like say delhi calcutta it's much more than when compared to pune or mumbai or is that a misnomer yes yes no i i would agree to that uh perhaps the course content we had in calcutta during just my graduation was enough for a double ma in pune <laughs> i'll tell you that because uh, it seemed like i more or less knew everything that i was doing and that's thanks to perhaps the course content which at that time when we were doing graduation we found like man why so much of detail and why do we have to study so much it's rigorous you know and uh, you know universities like calcutta and delhi they offer an honors degree so uh, they more or less bring the expert out of you by the time they offer you the degree in graduation so when i happened to come to pune i did realize that yes my graduation did help me not only score but perhaps also rank at pune university uh in my final year of masters so ma'am ये चीज मास्टर्स में जाके सेट हो गई थी कि टीचिंग प्रोफेशन में जाना है या पहले से उसी इंटेंशन से मास्टर्स ज्वाइन करी थी ऐसा कुछ भी नहीं था आई थिंक इट आई जस्ट फॉलो द कोर्स सो बाय द टाइम आई कंप्लीटेड माय मास्टर्स माय एचओडी डॉक्टर सुहास पलशिकर ही कॉल्ड मी एंड ही वाज लाइक आर यू इंटरेस्टेड इन टीचिंग आई वाज लाइक यस व्हाई नॉट सो दैट इज व्हेन हिज वाइफ वाज ऑलरेडी द वाइस प्रिंसिपल ऑफ अगुसन जूनियर कॉलेज and uh, i met her and she was like i heard a lot about you from uh, dr parshikar are you interested in teaching i was like yes i was always but i'm untrained i'm completely untrained i have no idea especially how to teach college students you know i mean school is okay but this was the first time i was interacting with a set of students who were like hardly 5 mm-hmm. 6 years younger to me you know so yeah it was just you know with the flow i went and okay like okay give it a try 
So that is when I started teaching at, at DF Law College. And perhaps yours was the second batch, I thought. And uh, that was the founding year of the college itself. So uh, it was when I started teaching, I thought that, okay, now let me give it a full on professional try. And I appeared for my net. And perhaps after six to eight months of teaching, I cleared my net. So I guess practical training was very effective. And how is the experience yeah. preparing for net, ma'am? Because it's a, an exam that, at least to my mind, when I looked at the syllabus, you can, you can go either direction. You can say that there is no syllabus or you can say that it has everything in its syllabus. So it's a very so strange kind of examination. Very frankly tell you, I consciously did not prepare. Okay. And I'm not boasting of my feet here. I'm just frankly telling you, that I did not intentionally prepare and give it like a full-fledged try. I have been not doing justice to myself at that point of time because I was so engrossed in teaching. Right. I was so in, 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 you know, in, in enjoying that process of teaching, hmm. interacting with young students and uh, studying perhaps extensively to be up to date in the class. That is what helped. I was just out of my master's. So obviously, uh, I had gained enough knowledge by the time I completed my master's. And then I got back to teaching immediately. I, I just started teaching immediately. So I was constantly in touch perhaps with the book and preparing notes that I would perhaps discuss in class and dictate in class. I was preparing my own chits. I cleared my net with that, very honestly. Practical six months genuine efforts that okay, today I have to teach the theory of justice. I would sit with like three books and make notes. My sincerity towards teaching perhaps was the reason why I cleared my needs. But ma'am, would you recommend that preparation no. or lack thereof no, no, to no, anybody? No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Not at all. It uh -huh. was completely by chance. I, again, as I said, my dedication towards the idea of teaching. Right. So when I was preparing myself for the next day's class, I was more or less studying for net. Right. So paper Right. paper heavy so our time we had this objective paper only when you clear the objective do you would your subjective paper be even taken up for evaluation right it's very yeah. rigorous as a process so you say koi tukka nahi hota ya koi by chance ya luck ki baat nahi ho sakti right so ma'am how was the experience teaching us uh or by, when i say us i don't mean my batch in particular i mean teaching law students which obviously uh, you were teaching your subject, but uh, hmm. the perspective of the students was perhaps a little different from whoever you have been interacting with. I'm just so saying it from perspective of somebody yeah. whose age group is somewhat similar. Yeah. So uh, see for me, you know, at that point of time to be teaching itself was something very new and unknown. As I said, I was completely untrained. Okay. I was not doing it for years and then I, come into your college and start teaching you. I was learning as much as a teacher as you were doing as students, you know. 
what mattered to me was perhaps to mold the students to the idea of why are you being taught a subject that you may think irrelevant but is somewhere going to take you in this degree of law mm-hmm. so uh, and most you know when students come just from school they still have that very mature and they take a lot and they are coming to different cities so all of you came from different cities right uh, to a new city a lot of freedom a lot of excitement of living by yourself and uh, also be academically responsible because your parents were sending you from across the country uh, so i would say that uh, yes i was teaching a very typically humanities subject to law students hence i had to put in a lot of effort to hold on to their interest uh, and uh, make them a you know be in my class attend my lectures at 7:30 in the morning and uh, yes i mean my first two batches were extraordinarily good i enjoyed teaching them thoroughly and yes over the years we realized that the sincerity which my first two batches showed me was kind of depleting now and you know not as i expected students to be so by then i was experienced and i knew how to deal with them also but yes my first two batches to which you belong were very very sincere thank you so much ma'am and we were very very happy to be your guinea pigs because <laughs> absolutely i i think a fresh teacher brings fresh perspective and uh, you don't dial down or dumb down your content to uh, suit everyone that is something that i have realized with new teachers that you at least have you at a cerebral level you do not think the other person is extremely dumb when you are a fresh teacher i don't know if dumbing it down later on with experience some teachers do that but rather than dumbing the content down you try to bring up the level of the class up the students yes right. you remember abhas i told you once in the class do not underperform yes ma'am yes you know your you know what you can do you know your right. capabilities So every time you missed your lecture, I was the first person to tell you, Abbas, do not Will, underperform. For for the audience' sake, I am just saying that it was a rare occasion when I missed Ma'am's lecture. Yeah, <laughs> that was very rare. That was very rare. But you know, with students like you, and I can name a lot in your class. Right, Most of them I know them by name and remember them very well. So yes, you know your sincerity, your hard work mattered to me. and i always thought ki ye bacche kahin ye akele rehne aur masti karne mein focus inka bhatak na jaye you know that was always my concern so right now to get the best out of you perhaps my contribution was very limited but to get the best out of you was always my concern you know ke bacche acche hai they must do well so no, no. never underperform was my concern ke bhai tumko aata hai sab kuch karke dikhao bas but ma'am i'll correct you there uh, your contribution was not limited your contribution was extremely valuable because even though so i will particularly talk about me because i am an expert in myself but uh, even otherwise even though i come from a relatively big city yeah, my upbringing was from a very typically middle class government servant background so the kind of exposure that you have in school is extremely limited and most of our friends were from tier 2 tier 3 cities and they did not have the same kind of exposure either 
so to have those kind of students and instill confidence in them um, i think uh, that's a very big contribution uh, on your part and whatever little that we have achieved in life later on i would say the teachers in college including you deshmukh sir uh, gauri ma'am and teachers like that they had a very big part to play ma'am so i would not underplay the role that you played this is all that we expect as teachers and this is this is our biggest reward our biggest achievements i mean it is not to be quantified by how much may i must have earned in my life and how many cars and houses did i buy out of it but when we get this back from our students anywhere in any field of life i think you remembering us is good enough i mean that's great enough i i don't think anything else would matter to us but just you saying that okay this much your contribution meant to me i think that is more than enough for us teachers trust me thank you so much ma'am i cannot thank you enough of course but ma'am we were on your professional journey and you were teaching in a law school as a fresh teacher you had completed your net so you had qualified to teach anywhere if you want in your subject and you qualified net in political science ma'am yes yes that right. very year when i started teaching in 2005 right so ma'am after a year or rather two three years when you had seen uh, maybe perhaps some kind of disenchantment with the kind of students that you were getting in law schools or perhaps there were other things where did you move on to from the law college right so while i was teaching at the law college i also got an offer to train some upsc aspirants some of the very reputed uh, centers in pune and uh, again it was a challenge for me because all that i had heard of was upsc civil services now here i was teaching college students undergrads and here i was shown a syllabus which was like okay i mean this is like my five years of syllabus put together okay my graduation my post graduation everything put my net everything put together is placed under my nose and like okay you have to teach this and that is when i realized that okay now this is the next level challenge perhaps with my three four years of college teaching I'm like okay now this is something way more interesting way more dynamic because as i said you know the upsc content is very dynamic it keeps changing there is of course a static part to the syllabus but then uh the process now had changed altogether because as i said i started with training undergraduates fresh out of school students and here i was teaching a set of students who were like doctors and engineers already and uh, they were looking forward to this extremely glorified profession under my guidance so the responsibility the challenge like it increased and folds and we were like okay let's give it a try fortunately i happened to teach again at some of the very renowned institutes in pune uh had have had uh students who had ranked at the national level they are like all ifs and is officers so i guess extremely enriching for those who don't know if within the western sphere of india pune is considered to be one of the top centers for preparing for oh, yes uh, IAS or UPSC in general, and a lot of people from various states and, of course, within Maharashtra, come down to Pune to study for UPSC in particular. So, ma'am, 
it was bad enough to teach somebody who was almost like only five years younger than you. How bad was it to teach somebody who was equal or so older than you? Do was start to look old. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I I'm sure, ma'am. Was... That is one thing you would have failed miserably in. I I all that I started doing was just to you know wear glasses and look old and. Uh, but yes, I did command a lot of respect from, even though they were my students, they were almost of my age. Some of them were like senior to me, but uh, it never came down to being disrespected or taunted at. I guess when it comes comes to uh, imparting knowledge or information, uh, the one who's sincere as a listener, as a student, would just absorb and would just be interested in absorbing that information. He wouldn't bother himself with understanding your age or your name or anything like that. It, it never, yes, we, I also came across students who would like very frankly ask me, okay, so your full name and okay, where do you come from? And I'm like, okay, we'll meet at the director's cabin and we'll discuss my portfolio. Sit for the two hour lecture now. You but know no, my sarcasm, Abbas, you know I, me very I, well. <laughs> I'm very familiar, ma'am. I'm sure they yes. in in time they also got very familiar. And that's one thing that I shared. Although, ma'am, I must agree that uh, I was also uh, I would not say renowned because that's the exact opposite words from what I'm looking for. But I was also infamous for my sarcasm. But I after marriage I've learned to tone it down a great deal. Yes, you don't have a choice thereafter. But you were also married, ma'am. By that time, you, Ahan, you then, yeah. I'll put it this way: sarcasm needs a proper audience. That's true, ma'am. If it doesn't land, then you feel it, disappointed. You, yeah, yeah, exactly. You feel disappointed. Like I was just sarcastic, and this fellow didn't even get that. So that's very disappointing. So, ma'am, uh, what's next then? You're teaching at one of the elite coaching institutions uh, in Pune. Yeah, so I am, as of now, associated with Pune University. Uh, there are some uh, institutes. I'm there on the mock panel panel for mock interviews. I've been interviewing aspirants for almost again 17, 18 years now, training them for almost 20 years now. And in Pune University, ma'am, in what capacity? So we have a department. Of course, I'm the visiting faculty there, but we have a department exclusively for uh, competitive examination. So there is a All center right. for examination, competitive examination. And uh, yes, I'm a regular faculty there. That's wonderful, ma'am. So, ma'am, there are three set of brief questions we ask all our guests. With due permission, can I ask these three brief questions? So, can I ask these three brief questions, ma'am? Bolo, bolo. No problem. The first of the three brief questions, ma'am. When I say an inspirational personality in your field, what is the first face that comes to your mind and why? Dr. Shantishri Pandit. He's been my professor. Uh, she's been teaching international relations at Pune University and whatever or whoever I am in the capacity of a teacher, trainer, I think I have learned from her. Her style, I have mimicked her. I have copied her style. I have used her examples and, and uh, I have told that to her also that you inspire me so much that I just cannot help but perhaps pretend to be you anytime I'm in the class. Of course, baby, when it comes to knowledge, it's like a power bank of knowledge, like a powerhouse of knowledge. I may know maybe just like a few droplets of it, like 
very little, but that style, that way of presenting information, again, without internet and no Google, was amazing. I think she's the only face I can remember when it comes to my profession as a teacher. That's wonderful, ma'am. The second of the three brief questions, ma'am. What are the first three ingredients for success? First is to be able to accept rejection and failure, without which you wouldn't even enjoy the taste of success. It cannot just walk into your life like it, you have to somewhere fail, be rejected, and then rise up. That gives you a different level of a kick, you know, like that high you get, okay, I have done it. I have proved myself. Phoenix. Because this generation, yes, do not take failure and rejection very comfortably. True. Hence, to be successful, first is to be able to accept failure or rejection with a smile, with an even more positive outlook, perhaps. Second is hard work, because definitely without hard work, uh, as I said, it would just not walk in. You have to make way for it and reach. So a lot of hard work with a lot of sincerity, of course. And third, I somewhere do not undermine uh, the fact called luck. I do not undermine it. I would not say that you just have to work hard, hard and hard. Sometimes, perhaps you are not meant for it. You worked a, you know, hard like anything, but that thing is not meant for you. But you want that particular thing only. So when you don't get it, you think your hard work has failed. So that is when perhaps luck plays its little role and takes you a little closer to the final destination. So ma'am, it's ability to take rejection, hard work, and a little bit of luck to go with yes. it. Although yes. I think you would agree that in most cases, the proportion of luck also kind of increases directly in relation to the hard work that you are putting in. The more hard work that you do, more options and opportunities that yes. you present yourself for. But so, without yes. luck, surely you cannot uh, get everything that you wish for. opportunity to come your way. For right. you to be aware that something like this even exists. Right. So that is where luck plays its little role. Oh, fine, ma'am. The last of the brief questions is, ma'am, if there is one thing you could tell a 20-year-old Anandita, what would it be? 20-year-old uh, Anandita was definitely very different from what I am today. 20-year-old Anandita was uh, was very meek and perhaps a little more anxious, worried about everything in life. A 40-year-old is definitely more bold, takes life as it is, and has a very bring-it-on attitude. So I don't know whether that 20-year-old Anandita needed this, because she is here today by being meek and anxious and you know, like a typical worried individual but today approaches 
so carry on my wayward friend basically carry on whatever you were doing and you will end up uh, the way you were meant to yes definitely right ma'am those are the three brief questions ma'am now uh, there are a couple of questions that i wanted to ask you number one is would you recommend the profession that you are in to somebody who's listening to this and what are the rewards both in terms of financial as well as emotional and otherwise that you get as a teacher when the same qualifications can perhaps get you other places or open more doors for you uh, well unlike many other countries in the world in india the job of a teacher is not perhaps uh, looked up to or remunerated very true to the extent as it would be perhaps in japan or in usa okay so uh, that is unfortunately the culture of india where okay teacher hai kuch aur nahi kar payi to teacher ban gayi hmm. ya teacher banna ek safe profession hai for women ye factors zyada role play karte hai instead of enjoying it as a profession giving in your 100% like you would do perhaps as an engineer or as a doctor तो वो मंडेन नहीं होता वो आप एंजॉय करते एवरी डे इज लाइक अ चैलेंज सो यस इफ आई मे हैव टू टेल एनीबडी अबाउट दिस प्रोफेशन ऑफ टीचिंग ऑल दैट आई हैव टू रिक्वेस्ट द फ्यूचर एज पेरेंट्स हू वांट टू बिकम टीचर्स बी इन्वॉल्व्ड एंजॉय टीचिंग डोंट डू इट मैकेनिकली जस्ट बिकॉज़ इट गिव्स यू अ गुड पेचेक एट द एंड ऑफ द मंथ you must cater to the needs of your students you must connect to them emotionally mentally be with them whenever they need you and be involved in this whole process because you're mentoring them in the process which you don't realize and as as i said i named dr shantidhi pandey because these are the qualities i she saw might. in a teacher Mm-hmm. yes these are the qualities that how involved she was and what mattered to her was imparting knowledge jitna bhi pata hai mujhe bolna hi hai ke nahi kahi pe lagna nahi chahiye ke kuch chhoot gaya hai ke bacche ko theek se samjhaya nahi maine so for me if you are going to give this much into the profession i think it's enjoyable you wouldn't care about the paycheck as i said you know when your students remember you like 20 years later they come back and talk to you and tell you how important you've been to them this is reward nothing else matters nothing so else matters we were more psychologically connected to our students to our you know that okay sab acche se settled hone chahiye life mein they should be great achievers in their respective fields that is what mattered to us not what we were achieving in the process you know your well being was our well being very typically put and anima i can tell you that you have been more than a teacher for most of us ma'am uh, you have been a friend a mentor a guide and i can uh, you know go on and on about it <laughs> but uh, i also wanted to ask you a little bit about the upsc and a little bit of uh, some kind of nugget of wisdom for the people who are not right now thinking about upsc so most of our listeners are of course law students and uh, young law graduates and there's a large chunk that you would have also seen in the coaching institutions that quite a few law students also decide to end up preparing for these civil services so ma'am could you tell us a little bit about are there any advantages first of all 
that a law student has over other candidates there are many only if you can identify them and you get a good guide for it you know right see what does upsc demand as your basic qualification that you have to be a graduate right which means any field you come from all that you have to have is a graduate degree which means that upsc is not saying you have to be an engineer or a doctor to become a civil servant correct which means again that in the process of your curriculum from ninth standard i'm telling you from ninth standard if you can focus yourself nahi mujhe civil services hi karna hai you can actually start preparing from ninth standard just by reading your regular course books with that mindset okay with that mindset ki nahi mujhe civil service karna hai these are because see we upsc refers to the ncert books mm. there is a reference to ncert ninth onwards you know social studies books which is why in the process of even preparing or studying for law you are Correct. as dallb students you are going you know coming across all these subjects of humanities be it political science geography economics now all the subjects that you are studying are the core subjects of upsc so don't let go of that knowledge that you are gaining out of those subjects and just be focused ke agar karna hai pehle se pata hai and if and a lot of institutes today uh, you know do conduct these preparatory courses for youngsters like fresh out of college or fresh sorry fresh out of school or just in college right so that they get the hang of the subjects they get the hang of the whole content syllabus of upsc and they can proceed accordingly and make the best out of their graduation divert that information and knowledge while preparing for upsc difficult ho sakta impossible to bilkul bhi nahi hai and you have already told us the ingredients that are required the ones that are required for success will also take you to any civil services yes. or competitive yes. examination it is amongst the toughest examinations not only in the country but perhaps in the world and you do not meet with success right in the first or your second attempt rarity is there there are some instances where yes just a graduate clears upsc ranks also and becomes an ifs or an is officer aisa bhi hota hai aisa nahi hai mere khud ke students aise reh chuke hai but agar kahin pe देखो वो तो कोई भी फील्ड में हो सकता है अगर कहीं पे रिजेक्शन मिलता है फेलियर मिलती है बैठना नहीं है उसको लेकर रोना भी नहीं है उसको लेकर वो मोमेंटरी होता है व्हेन योर मोरल लिटरली गोज डाउन एंड यू बिलीव के दैट्स इट आगे मेरे से नहीं होने वाला एंड ऑफ द वर्ल्ड जी एंड आगे से नहीं होगा सो देयर वाज दिस आई आई डोंट नो इफ आई हैव टाइम बट आई वुड जस्ट लाइक टू शेयर दिस लिटिल स्टोरी from one of my friend's father's experience please do ma'am the so, sto- the podcast is called kanuni kisse so stories are most welcome so kisse kaisa kaisa hai i'll tell you so my friend's father he was an ias officer so unhone humko ye story batayi thi apne life ke bare mein ki un dino mein i mean 70s ki baat hai ki graduate hai to pehle banking ka exam de do ya banking mein ghus jao तो उन्होंने और उन्होंने उनके सारे फ्रेंड्स ने डिसाइड किया कि चलो बैंकिंग का एंट्रेंस देते हैं बैंकर बने और उन्होंने 
मुझसे कैसे नहीं हुआ so that rejection and that failure was like mujhse banking ka exam nahi hua mujhse zindagi mein kya hone wala hai and then someone told me ke chal tu koshish karta rahe aur upsc ki bhi taiyari kar saath mein dekh kya pata ho jaye and he prepared for upsc and he cleared and he became an ias officer so when he got his appointment letter what came to his mind he thanked god for failing in that banking exam right ya agar main banker ban jata tha to main civil service ke liye taiyari nahi karta tha koshish bhi nahi karta tha main itna satisfied ho jata tha life se to us time ka failure unko laga ke meri itni bhi haisiyat nahi ke main banking ka job bhi le saku matlab i am not even fit for a job of a banker so he was completely judging himself at that point of time to have failed in that exam jisme sare friends pass ho gaye aur mere se hi nahi hua you can understand you know that pressure must have been so much on him and then when he got his appointment letter and then he was thank god i failed in that exam for which i am here today failure is not always bad that's the story yes this is the reason he told us the story ke fail hona kabhi kabhi is the new opening hmm us moment mein samajh mein nahi aata but perhaps something better and bigger is going to come okay. to you it might take a little time and unfortunately today's world we are so much in comparing with others and competing with others ye sab baatein sunne ko bhi acha nahi lagta us time failure hai failure hai bas baat khatam failure hai failure hai we don't think that god may have better plans for you no you don't want to think you don't want to even uh, think or even take the take it up take it like positively right us time go failure hai bas full stop but this story i i perhaps repeat this story to all my students in all my lectures kyunki aise students hote hai jinke second attempt hai aise student bhi hai jinke fifth attempt hai so for them it is very important to understand you know the value of rejection and failure that you are still not fit for it yet so let's wait give it a better chance that way i am not as learned as the guests that we have on our podcast so there could always be things that you wanted to say but i couldn't ask so is there anything like that all that i wanted to say was ke dusre ke sath compare mat karo you are perfectly fit where you are and you are on the right track keep moving ahead keep giving your best and success will always and do not quantify success dusron ke sath compare mat karo ke his paycheck is this much and my paycheck is not he has the car like it doesn't matter in life i mean trust me by the time you're 40 45 all these things become very insignificant all that matters then is your inner peace trust me you have to have a good night sleep so rejection failure success are just part of this whole process 
perfect ma'am at the end of the day be good that's a perfect ending ma'am so thank you so much ma'am thank you for sparing the time i know there was some scheduling errors uh, in the past no but worries. i'm i'm anytime anytime the pleasure is mine always thank you so much ma'am थैंक यू फॉर लिसनिंग दोस्तों आज के टॉपिक से रिलेटेड आपका कोई सवाल डाउट या सजेशन हो और इफ यू वॉन्ट टू शेयर सम स्टोरी प्रॉब्लम और कन्फ्यूजन ऑफ योर लाइफ यू कैन फॉलो एंड रीच आउट टू अस ऑन ट्विटर एट आभास मिश्रा और कनेक्ट विद अस ऑन लिंकडिन अंटिल नेक्स्ट टाइम गुड बाय स्टे ट्यून एंड स्टे ब्लेस्ड